Hello, and welcome to One Real Good Thing, where we dive into one thing you can do today to propel your life in a healthy direction. I'm Ellie Krieger, and in this episode, we're talking tofu with Mark Reinfeld, an award-winning chef and educator with over 25 years experience preparing innovative vegan cuisine. In 2017, Mark was inducted into the Vegetarian Hall of Fame. Who knew there was such a thing? He was the founding chef of the Blossoming Lotus Restaurant, which was voted best restaurant on Kauai. And he has written eight acclaimed books, including Vegan Fusion World Cuisine, which was named best vegetarian cookbook in the USA. He shares his secrets for making great tofu dishes, including fast, family-friendly meals that will please omnivores and vegans alike. Mark Reinfeld, thank you so much for joining us. It is great to have you here. You're one of my favorite vegan chefs. Oh, thanks, Ellie. It's wonderful to be here with you. I'm so glad we stay in touch. Yes, totally. We have known each other for many years, and I've blurbed your books and, and raved about them for many years as well. So it's, it's great you. to have you on. And talking about tofu, so your one real good thing is to learn the tricks to cooking amazing tofu. So I guess the first thing I want to ask you, first, I can't imagine anyone better to help us learn how to cook tofu really well than you, first of all. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you first, why? why? What's so great about knowing how to cook tofu? Why is this something people should know how to do? Well, I, I love tofu and I love showing people how to make tofu taste amazing. And it's it's really an ancient food that's a great source of plant protein. And so uh, anyone looking to have a plant forward approach uh, can include the tofu. And there's so many ways to prepare it that makes it taste really, really good. Yeah. So it's just something to enjoy. And I have to say also, as everyone knows, probably who listens to me regularly, I am an omnivore. So this is not exclusively for people who are eating only plants kind of thing. Um, this is for everybody. And I love tofu and I like to eat meat too. So you don't have to pick either one, one way or another, that it's a great way to eat more plants and get more plants and have a more plant forward diet. But you don't necessarily need to be a vegan or a vegetarian to be interested in this podcast or this topic or to love tofu. Totally. Yeah. Like I like to say the, the vegan police are never present and, uh, what I do, it's uh, just, I love the way plants taste and you can uh, have them be an important part of your diet, however much they, they fit in. Absolutely. That's why I love you also, Mark. <laughs> um, no vegan police allowed here. <laughs> um, but um, basically from a nutritional point of view, I mean, there's so much to love from about tofu. So it's a plant protein, which um, more of us should be getting more of our proteins from plants for health reasons. It seems to be correlated with a lot um, healthier outcomes in people. Um, and also it's high. So it's high in protein. It's also high in a lot of minerals that many of us don't get enough of. So calcium, iron, it's high in potassium. So it's really nutrient rich. And um, there's a lot. So in terms of it being really nutrient rich and also basically low in calories. So it's like filling without a lot of calories. Um, it's a great way to go. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, my philosophy exactly. And just it is a way to just really up your nutrition. That's we like 
saying that, just think in terms of like the one plus, like what one thing can I add to this meal to give it more nutrition and adding tofu to your stir fry or your wraps or your salads is a wonderful way to, to bump that nut nutrition up a bit. And I know you're going to come at us with all kinds of ideas, which I'm super excited about because I think, I don't know what the issue is. I mean, certainly a lot of people in this country have grown up eating tofu and know how to cook tofu. It's like a cultural thing, maybe, or whatever. But many, many people I find really feel very intimidated by tofu. So let's like get through this a little bit so we can strip away some of this intimidation. Or maybe we've had like bad luck making it before and it, and we're like turned off to it un, unreasonably. So we're, let's get out of that. So we're going to get out of that. Mark's going to help us out of that ditch. <laughs> um, yeah. Why do you think people feel like so perplexed by it? Or why do you think so many people think they might not like tofu. I think for a lot of people, it's a texture thing that, that maybe their first experience wasn't like, I really like using like the, the super firm textures. Uh, so it could be a textural turnoff. And then also tofu is, un is unique in a way in that it takes on the flavor of what you marinate and cook it with. So if you just happen to have it where it wasn't seasoned well, the, the tofu itself is not where the flavor comes from. So those are probably the two big reasons. Yeah, it's funny to me because people will say, oh no, tofu, that's bland. But there are so many foods that are our go-to foods that are bland. Um, so like chicken breast, for example, is very bland, but it's how we cook it and how we season it that makes it juicy and delicious. And I think the same thing for, so for tofu. So don't consider it just on its own, it's almost like if you have a scoop of just tofu, it's like you wouldn't have a scoop of just flour, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like you use it as an ingredient and you and you season it and you flavor it and it becomes like a base ingredient. So, so having that mentality about it, I think is really helpful right away to sort of being more open-minded about it. Definitely. So you were starting to talk. So so two things, flavor and texture. Okay. So let's just go step back for a second to texture because this is really important. And there are different kinds of tofu that have different textures and it, depending on what food you want to make, um, you'd use them in different ways. So if you could give us just a quick lowdown on that. Sure. So there, there, are, there are several different textures of tofu. Uh, there's a silken variety and then there's uh, you have soft, medium, firm, extra firm, and then only in the U.S. never to be outdone. We have the super firm. So it's that's actually my favorite. So if you break it down into the silken in its own category, that's where it's, it's really good for pureeing and blending and uh, soups and puddings and pies. The cooking where you're looking at the your lunches and dinners or your breakfast scrambles, things like that. I like going towards the firmest uh, tofu possible. So that that's an important distinction to me. So there are almost for you two categories, silken, which is has a very smooth custardy creaminess to it. Um, and then there's the extra super Super firm. <laughs> super firm, which I've never had, had that before. Now I need to try because I usually do get extra firm, but now they're super firm. Well, well, the tricky thing is some brands firm is firmer than another brand's extra firm. So 
it is one of those trial and error things. And if you did have a bad experience with tofu before, I encourage you to try another brand or go for the, that firmer texture. Right. So, okay. So then if we're taking those two categories, the silken versus the extra firm or super firm, then tell me the different applications or tell everyone. So if you're using, let's just play with silken tofu for a minute. What kinds of things would you do with silken tofu, which is just reviewing the really custardy soft one? Yeah. So for the soft one, and that's available in two, sometimes it's available in aseptic packages in the, just the grocery store, non-refrigerated. Lately now there's more varieties that you could find in the refrigerated section and it's in like a water. Uh, so that silken is really good. I love making uh, creamy non-dairy soups. And oftentimes I'll use like uh, cashews or coconut milk to create that creamy texture. And sometimes I'll use the silken tofu. So you'll so just blend it in maybe instead of cream or instead of um, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Any kind of dairy it can replace and gives, uh, I do like a roasted red pepper soup that uses the silken tofu pureed and you can't really tell there's no dairy in it. Uh, so it has that lovely, uh, texture for, for creamy soups. And then also, uh, it's used a lot in to create like pie fillings, vegan pie fillings. If you puree that silken with like a melted chocolate chip, it really holds holds up well as a center for like pies uh, and then just creamy sauces. Like sometimes when you're making a pesto and you could take your whole big bunch of basil and you wind up getting just a tiny bit of pesto. So sometimes I'll add some of that silken tofu in to create like a pesto cream sauce. It kind of stretches that the pesto goodness out. So really it is taking the place in many ways of cream in a lot of recipes and a lot of more traditional recipes as you're speaking about it. Um, I have a recipe also for this chocolate mousse that basically is silken tofu and you just whir it in the food processor with, as you say, melted chocolate. I like to put a splash of bourbon in there too, oh, nice. um, some other seasonings. <laughs> but I think the essence of it is that because it's so mild and bland, essentially, bland being almost a good quality here because it doesn't interfere with the other flavors. It just adds this creaminess. Yes. Yep. That's why I love it in those dishes. Yeah. It sounds like you, be- you mentioned it also. It's like kind of in the low calorie realm, no cholesterol. So there, there's a lot of advantages for using it in that, that capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so it sounds like it would be also good in like a smoothie kind of thing. Do you ever make smoothies with I silk do. and tofu? You could actually, sometimes I'll make a, like a mango lassi that would traditionally have dairy in it. So you could use it uh, in the smoothie as well. And then you're getting like that high protein uh, part of it. Oh, great advice. Great advice. So um, I have some, now my brain's going wild with different ideas for (laughs) recipes, you guys. So I'm going to be working, playing more with silken tofu for sure. Um, So tell us about, now let's segue over to the firm tofu, because this is okay. maybe the tofu that most people think about when they think of tofu. And, and um, here it's again, a texture thing. So when you're cooking tofu like this, firm tofu, you think about texture and you think about flavor. So tell us about how to optimize those for different tofu recipes. Okay, cool. So the tofu block itself uh Again, the, the firmness is a function of the water content in the tofu block. So there's 
techniques where you can press the tofu to remove some of the water. And I've seen tofu press take a block of tofu and get it to about half its size uh, in firm, and it becomes much more firm that way. Uh, another way of changing the texture is you could take that block of tofu, wrap it in plastic wrap, and then freeze it. And then when it defrosts, it has this spongy texture. So that's a way to alter like the actual texture of the tofu. Uh, as far as like the texture in dishes, we use tofu in a lot of different ways, anywhere from uh, crumbling it and using it uh, as a base of like a breakfast scramble. So do you, uh, before you use it for a scramble, do you dry it out a little bit? Do you press it first or do you use it kind of wet still for a scramble? Uh, I, you could dry it out. I typically just use the, like the super firm tofu out of the package is you don't really need to do much to it. If it's anything less than that, then you could pat it dry a little bit. But what, when you're cooking, um, with two kids, I'm into like minimizing steps that I need to do. So you could even just put it in. And as you cook the scramble, that water just will get cooked up in the pan. So right. you don't have to spend too much time. Oh, that's helpful. That. That's all. So when you make a tofu scramble like that, how do you season it? Because then to me, it's for egg. Let's say I'm making eggs. I don't really add anything salt and pepper to my eggs. But with tofu, if I was scrambling that, what would you season that with? Well, the, the first thing we use is turmeric, which uh, turmeric powder, which gives it a yellow color because a lot of we eat with our eyes. So if I said, here's your tofu scramble and it was just white, you'd think of it one way. But if it has that yellow color of eggs, uh, then one of the ingredients I like to use a lot is nutritional yeast, which uh, someone referred to as hippie dust because it's used uh, It's a source of protein and B12 and it gives a nutty, cheesy flavor. Yeah, I've heard uh, it then, called nooch. Everyone calls it nooch now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I often use uh, tamari, which is uh, a wheat-free soy sauce, and it's a byproduct from the miso-making process, and that gives this really deep umami, rich flavor. It kind of complements its soy base, so it really complements the tofu. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll put a little splash of that in, and then saute onions and garlic and mushrooms and crumble the tofu in with tomatoes and some vegan cheese on top and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. So all of those things are really umami. I mean, all the things you're saying, the, um, the tamari's umami, the, um, the nutritional yeast, the onions, the garlic, all of the those things and yeah. the, the mushrooms and tomatoes, all of that. It's like a big umami build right there. Yeah. So you are really adding so much savory flavor. Definitely. Yeah. That, and that the vegan umami is something that I always try to focus on because it does break a lot of the misconceptions about uh, the food being bland. So even just a little tamari with your tofu will help create like this base flavor that I find really nice. So a little tamari, a little turmeric, and then you're kind of, you could play after that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really great. Okay. So now, now let's moving on to maybe taking that tofu. So when you say press, you know, I actually have a an official press that I got in Japan, which I love. Nice. And I don't use it that often, but I, cause sometimes I'm too lazy and I just like pat it dry with paper towel, uh -huh. but, um, but I love having it. And also it's funny cause I can show it to people and say, guess what this is and see if they know. Um, <laughs> but also you can, um, you can 
squeeze out the water from your tofu by just like kind of putting a plate over it mm-hmm. and putting a can on top of it or something like that. Like you can make your own little press situation. Yeah, just a, like a plate weighted down with like a little paper towel underneath will drain out uh, that excess water. And, and, it- and if I'm not wrong, creating that, taking out that water essentially turns the tofu into this like be absorbent of any flavors that you then put in it. Yes, it's like a sponge type effect. So if you squeeze it through uh, pressing and then you place it in a marinade, which is another important uh, tip to talk about, uh, then it's like a, it absorbs it like a sponge. And they there's a video there where someone marinated the tofu in beet juice and one was pressed and one wasn't. And you could see the beet juice go and the marinade goes like all the way into the center when you do oh. it that way. Oh, that's, that's a cool illustration. That's really interesting. So marinating, you think you say is key and you have a go-to marinade for your tofu. So I'm hoping you'll spill it for us here. Well, it's very simple. And so just to make a leap so that with the scramble, you're crumbling the tofu. Another thing you could do is grate the tofu and use it in the base of a casserole, like lasagna or uh, enchiladas or spanakopita. And then for that, if you combine tahini and nutritional yeast with the tofu uh, grated like that, it creates like a cheesy base for your casseroles. So that the that would be the kind of marinade for the the, the grated tofu. What most people are going to have most of the time is either cubes or cutlets. And so for either of them, a real simple marinade is... If you have one of those toaster ovens with like the tray, just a little spritz of the tamari, a little neutral flavored oil. uh, And usually that's all that I use. Sometimes I'll add a little rice vinegar. You could get more creative, but in my feed the kids in 10 minutes, it's usually just the tamari and oil. And when you roast it, it just has a really, really nice flavor just with those two ingredients. Oh, wow. That's neat. I'm surprised. I have to say I was expecting like something (laughs) more complicated, but that is really interesting. Just on a really quick, you know, for like a real quick meal, just tamari and a little oil. And then you can do like ginger and garlic. And um, one of the things I find, I really like a crispy exterior. Mm-hmm. So I'm always striving for my tofu to have this like creaminess in the middle, very flavorful from the marinade, but also a little crispiness outside. And I find a little bit of honey or uh, that's not vegan, but uh, agave or some kind of sweetness mm-hmm. um, uh, will makes the brown, you know, makes the my, 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 Maillard reaction happen, which is that right. browning effect. So yeah. you, that little bit of sweetness really does help to make it brown on the outside. Totally. Yeah. And then another, you could also use a broil setting to get that crispiness on there and just, or roast it for a little bit longer to get like that nice crispness. And then, you know, also we talked about frying it too, as one, one method. That is honestly my favorite tofu (laughs) preparation is when I get it from my Chinese restaurant, fry it on the outside and it's so creamy on the inside. It is my favorite, but I don't fry at home. It's messy and less healthy. So I save that for for going out or ordering in. So yeah, so broiling, that's interesting. When you're roasting it, let's say you're making your simple weeknight tofu and you're doing tamari and a little oil and maybe some seasonings, what temperature do you roast it at typically? 
uh, usually at 375 for about 15 or 20 minutes and you could flip it periodically and yeah the, the marinades you could bring a whole world of flavor and you could I've added like maple syrup or uh, you could use different vinegars tomato paste I like sometimes I'll put a little liquid smoke in there which gives it like a pork type flavor uh, so I definitely play mirin and rice uh, other rice vinegars fresh herbs garlic ginger there's hot sauce there's really, and all of that changes the actual flavor of the tofu. So my base recipe is just like, I like the way it tastes, but then when I want to get more, when I'm trying to impress people a little more, then I'll use some of those other ingredients. Yeah. And speaking of impressing people, you have a signature tofu dish that I was hoping you could explain to us. It's um, encrusted tofu cutlets. And that's in your book, The 30 Minute Vegan, which is such a great book. And it's amazing that it takes only 30 minutes for all these incredible recipes, including this encrusted tofu cutlet. So tell us about that. So uh, I, it's, I, when I first started cooking in like the, the 90s in a commercial setting, I was look, working off of seafood books and trying to make vegan versions of it. And I started experimenting with doing a lot of these different uh, seed and nut crusts on the tofu. So it's really super simple. You just do that marinade, you could cut the tofu into cutlets or triangles, I like to do, you cook it a little bit for about 10 minutes. And then I add like a tahini spread to it to help the crust uh, adhere to the, the cutlet. And then with the, the crust, I love doing like a macadamia nut coconut crust where I'll put in some crushed red pepper flakes and fresh herbs like cilantro. And the style of teaching recipes that I like to do is what I call a template recipe format. So you look at the underlying formula of the recipe and make changes and it creates a new recipe. So with that crusted cutlet, you could change the macadamia nuts with any types of nuts and seeds and then add like global seasonings in. So it could be an Ethiopian almond crusted tofu or Mexican pumpkin seed crusted tofu. And then I know we're talking about tofu, but I also change the cutlet up with like eggplant steaks or cauliflower steaks or tempeh or seitan. So lots of variations possible with that one. Yeah, that's really neat. And then you, you, roast that as well or you um yeah. or you pan then, cook that uh then you just put it back in the oven for about another 10 minutes uh usually i like serving that with like a mushroom gravy or roasted red pepper sauce or two of my go-to's for that uh, i actually had a was selected for recipe of the year by vegan.com where i did a pistachio crusted uh tofu with a mediterranean topping so i had like Kalamata olives and artichoke hearts and capers and fresh, fresh herbs on top of that pistachio crust. It sounds so good. It's amazing how many variations there really are. So just, I just want to make sure I got this right. So you're saying you put it in, you sear it in the pan basically first, and then you stick it in the oven. Uh, it's all in the oven. Oh, so all in the oven. It's uh, on a baking sheet, that marinade, which you, uh, you could do for cubes or these cutlets. Uh, then after about 10 minutes, you pull it out and just put a little tahini. I use tahini, a little tamari and lemon to spread on there. And then the 
you could chop the nuts up or use a mini food processor and then put the just put the a nice coating on and then put it back in the toaster for another 10 minutes so it's it's actually done about 20 it's i like the 30 minute time frame especially now with two kids so you could definitely do that within 30 minutes yeah totally so all of this is really about buying the right kind of tofu and then making sure you add flavor and add texture and then make sure you cook it so that you're getting the right texture and appealing texture as well. So these are just such wonderful tips. And you have classes on this that you teach on your website. Um, so tell us more about those. Well, thank you for asking. Yeah, I've been now with things as they are with the virtual world. I've been doing more uh, virtual trainings and classes as, as well as consulting. So we have different programs available to show people how to incorporate tofu and other plant-based ingredients in. Like we talked, uh, the idea of phasing in uh, more plants so that that tofu could just be mixed in with other foods. So there's lots of creative ways to get more of this uh, healthy plant-based protein in. Yeah. And so, and I, I want to talk more about that for a second, but just tell us, um, I'm going to have a link to your website Okay. on my website, but just tell us your website so people can hear it as well. Sure. It's chefmarkreinfeld.com. Great. So you can check out his classes there, but also I'll have a link on my website. But um, yeah, what you're referring to is we were chatting about this. I happen to think, I love this. I don't like uh, the notion of having to ever say no to anything. <laughs> it's just sort of my personality, right? So I do best when I just say more, yes, more. And to me, I feel like we're presented sometimes with this idea that we have to choose between tofu and meat at a meal. And I happen to love the texture of tofu, crumbled tofu, sauteed with ground meat. And what's really interesting is when you, because of the iron, the way iron is, so my family were dealing sometimes with some anemia and we have to make sure we get enough iron. When you eat a plant protein that's rich in iron, it, that iron is less absorbed by the system. But if you combine that with a little bit of meat, even just a couple of ounces, it makes the iron in the plant protein even more highly absorbed. And so to me, it's like this beautiful balance. Plus it just tastes so good to me to have this say ground meat type of thing with tofu in it, because it adds this lovely texture and absorbs the flavors and it all kind of marries together. And I just love that in like a lettuce wrap or something. Um, so I think you, one of the things that people kind of miss out on is that they don't add tofu to their meat dishes. Mm -hmm. um, so I, so I vote for that. I vote for everyone doing that some more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also I wanted to uh, pick your brain about what to look for when storing tofu or when you're buying tofu, what do you look for? Uh, obviously we discussed the types of tofu, but other things in terms of quality and so on. Uh, personally, I like going with, uh, organic tofu whenever possible. It is like that where organic fits in can differ from person to person. I, I try to gravitate more towards that, uh, especially with the kids. And, uh, so that's one thing. And then the firmness we mentioned, uh, it, once you open the tofu, then the best way to store it is in the refrigerator in like a glass container and, 
ideally you change the water each day, but if it went a couple of days without changing the water, that's okay. But that that's the recommended way to store it and then to use it within, I, I usually like using things within a few days of once they're open like that. Yeah. Um, have you ever actually purchased one of these tofus that are already marinated and baked? I've ne- I don't know if I've ever actually tried them, but I'm wondering what, if yeah. you've had any experience. The, those are good like travel foods too. Like if you're going on camping or a picnic or something like that, then you could just, there. some of them are really good actually. And you could just slice them and put them in with, with a wrap. Uh, and so those, yeah, they could be, versatile the cubes could be mixed in with salads uh stir fries uh lo mein dishes and then or with any of the sauces like um as like the main course yeah actually we didn't even really fully discuss that because we talked about how to season these cubes and steaks and so on and then you mentioned serving it almost like a steak with like a topping or something but once you have your marinated tofu you can kind of like meal prep that right and have it in the fridge for a while and then just add that to wrap sandwiches or salads or just like snack on it you know put it on on a skewer with some tomatoes and little nibble vegetables make a little snack tray out of it yeah it's definitely a nice like high protein snack like during the day Uh, and if you have like a pre-made sauce like a pesto i those cubes are great in pesto or peanut sauces so yeah, there it's a big snack item. And and the good thing about the firmer textures too is you can also grill them as well. Mm-hmm. So you can that opens up anything you could do with like kebabs or you know, veggie burgers, things like that. I wonder if you can just take tofu, press it, put on some regular old barbecue sauce and stick it on the grill, you know? I mean, you could probably just do that. Simple, simple, right? Yep. I've done that before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a great idea. One technique I really like that I was telling you about is I slice the um, tofu into planks and then put it in a pan. And like, if I don't have time to press it out myself, I just kind of put it in a pan under heat and press the kind of plank of tofu Mm -hmm. with my spatula. And then the heat lets the moisture kind of evaporate. And then you could put a little oil in the pan and then you get it brown. And it's a really nice way and quick way to do it just all in one little stir fry pan. That's a, yeah, that was a great, great tip. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really, it's a really fun technique. Um, And I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, but I feel like we've covered so much and I feel personally much more in the know about tofu (laughs) and I'll bet everyone here does. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. I think the main thing is just not to get turned off by your past experiences and understand that like different brands are going to have just like soy milks, like they taste different. So there's ways, really easy ways to make tofu taste incredible. And it could, uh, we, it's definitely part of my three-year-old loves his tofu and it's, uh, ways to make it that's kid friendly. So it's really versatile. What's his favorite? Uh, he likes the tofu, the way I, I make it just with, with the tamari. Just yeah. Simple. Just, yeah. We'll go out and sometimes he won't, even though I would like it maybe better with 
fried or and other restaurants. He still likes that. The kind of uh, the old school one. <laughs> that's his comfort food now. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you, Mark Reinfeld, for sharing with us and for imparting your wisdom on us. And um, and I encourage everyone to check out Mark's website and all of his amazing offerings, books and classes and everything. Well, thanks so much for having me, Ali. It's great to great to be here with you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you're inspired to get cooking with tofu. I know I am. Go to elliekrieger.com to learn more about Mark Reinfeld and join me next time for another one real good thing.